The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. You may have given up hope. You might even think it's hopeless. God says it's not hopeless. He says all things are possible with Him. Him that believes, all things are possible. You have to believe. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Soldiers of the King of Kings. Speak the Word. Isn't that awesome? To know that God sees us as his soldiers. Just think about that. He sees us as warriors and soldiers in the kingdom of God. The Lord's placed it in my spirit to talk to you about how the evil forces coming against you are increasing. He also impressed upon me that we are in a spiritual battle and that it's more important than ever to keep our armor on. So I pray as Paul did in Ephesians six nineteen. He says that the utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly. I pray today that I will be able to open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the kingdom for which I am a servant and an ambassador, that in it, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. I pray that I may proclaim it fearlessly as I should. Hallelujah. And I recognize that without, as I said, without the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do nothing. But you know, I don't, I'm never without the Holy Spirit. You, if you are born again, you are never without the Holy Spirit. He's always with you, always. And so I'm so, so thankful that I'm never without the Holy Spirit. Friends, God says that we are in a war, and he wants you to be equipped to do battle so that you can come out victorious. Friends, we cannot, and I repeat, we cannot win this war with feel-good words, tickle-your-ear messages. But we need fighting words. We need God's words. In 2 Timothy 4, 1-4, the New King James Word says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Paul told Timothy, he said, preach the word. He said, be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, with all long suffering, exhort and teaching, Paul said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And that's where we are today. We are where people will not endure sound doctrine. They're always looking for a tickle, make me feel good message. But that message is not going to save you, brothers and sisters. But according to their own desires, he said, they're looking for something to, according to their own desires. He said, because they have itching ears, he said, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And I might add today that we all have been given a destiny to fulfill a work to be done for the Lord. And you might ask, well, Pastor Joe, what does a person with itching ears want to hear? Well, I tell you, saints, without God's wisdom, we all want to hear what will foster our own self-interest. What's going to make us feel good. Things that's going to make you feel good about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with feeling good about yourself and hearing words that make you feel good. As long as there are words that will help you to grow in the Lord. 
But feel good words, I want you to listen to this, feel good words will not help you when Satan comes knocking on your door. We don't always welcome the truth. However, I strive to teach and preach as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance, and it may not always be what you want to hear, but I believe it is what God wants you to hear, for he is the only one who knows what you want to hear. Hallelujah. You know, a good example of this is King Ahab, who wanted prophets to say what he wanted to hear, whether it was true or not. Sometimes we want to, people to tell us things, whether it's true or not. They, we, we only hear what we want to hear, not necessarily what's good for us. It says in 1 Kings 22, it says, The king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Will you go with me to fight at Ramon Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, he said, I am as you are. He says, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. Also in verse 5, he said, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, please inquire for the word of the Lord today. So the Bible says that the king of Israel gathered about 400 of his prophets, and he said to them, Shall I go up against Ramon, Ramon Gilead to fight, or shall I refrain? So all the prophets said, Go up, for the Lord will deliver it into the hands of the king. But Jehoshaphat said, Hey, wait a minute. Is there not still a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of him? And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, Well, well, now, there is one, there's still one man, Micaiah, the son of Emma, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him, the king said, because he does not prophesy good concerning me, but evil. In other words, he never tells him what he wants to hear. <laughs> and Jehoshaphat said, let not the king say such a thing. So the king sent Micaiah. It says that the messenger who was sent to Micaiah spoke to him saying, now listen, the words of the prophets with one accord encourages the king. So please let your words be like the word of one of them and speak encouragement. In other words, say what we said. And Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, he said, I will speak. It's like me. Whatever the Lord says to me, I will preach. If you don't like, you can leave. You know, or you don't have to invite me back. But you got to give what the Lord gives you or he's going to quit giving it to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he said here, we know from the rest of the story that all the prophets were false prophets and lied to the king and they told him what he wanted to hear. They told him that he would win the battle. But Micaiah told him in verse 17 that he saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master, for let each one of them return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, didn't I tell you that he would not prophesy good concerning me, but evil? And it says in verse 20 that the Lord said, Who will persuade Ahab to go up that he may fall? Not conquer, but that he may fall at Ramon Gilead. And he said, so one spoke in this matter, another spoke in another matter, and then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord asked him, what way will you do that? The Spirit said, I will go out and I'll put a lying spirit in the mouths of all the prophets. And let me stop here and say this. There's a lot of lying spirits that you're seeing on TV. You hear it on the radio. Just reading in the paper. A lot of lying spirits. 
But you know, you are to know this because God's given you a discerning spirit, brothers and sisters. And you should be able to discern what is of him and what is not of him. Are you hearing me? And you better listen. You don't want to end up like Ahab. You want to listen to the truth and the truth only. Hallelujah. It says here that Micaiah told the king that the Lord had put a lying spirit in the mouths of all of his prophets and the Lord had declared disaster against him. But of course the king didn't believe Micaiah and had him put in jail. But as I said earlier, we know that Ahab was killed in the battle because he chose to believe what he wanted to hear. I'm telling you, and I don't have to tell you much because you already know just by looking around all the things that's going on in the world today. And I know sometimes it's hard to tell who's telling the truth and who's not because you're getting all different kinds of opinions from this side and that side and from this person and that person. But you better be seeking the Lord on who to listen to if you can't discern for yourself because it could be a, a matter of life and death for you. And we are reaching. We are reaching to that end. Hallelujah. Say sometimes we're all guilty of this. We even try to convince ourselves of things sometimes. But my prayer is that we will not have itching ears when it comes to God's truth, when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is only God's truth, his word, that we can do battle against the devil and win. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? I'm going to try my best to stay with my notes, like I said, as I usually do. I want to make sure that you get it the way that the Lord has given it to me. I don't want him being upset with me, except, of course, when he wants to add things. And I trust that the Holy Spirit to help me, to help you to learn what the proper dress is for God's soldiers and for his warriors, because that's what you are. You are a child of God. You are soldiers. You are warriors and ambassadors for Christ. Hallelujah. The Lord has impressed upon me that some of you here today are tattered and torn and bloody from your battles. He says, as a matter of fact, I was beaten and bloodied myself a short time ago, and I'm going to share that with you later, how I became untattered and I became victorious. The Lord has impressed upon me that some of you have either forgotten to put on the armor that he has equipped you with, or you've left part of your armor off. According to Ephesians 6, the Lord is saying that he has provided you with the right type of spiritual armor so that you can go through your battle without being affected by it. He says he has provided for you clothing that will cause you to live victoriously. Clothing that will give you protection from Satan's fiery darts. That, that is what, that's what the shield of faith is for, is to protect you against those fiery darts. It quenches the fiery darts. And it helps you to remain where he's placed you and in having all done, stand, he said. When you've done all you can do, stand. In Ephesians 6.13, it says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Hallelujah. You need the whole armor of God. That's God's clothing for you. Most of you, I didn't read all of that in Ephesians 6, but most of you born-again believers are familiar with Ephesians 6. And the verse 11, it says, Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. What are strategies? Saints, it's a plan of action that the devil has put together to destroy you. There are schemes sought out to deceive you. He is the chief deceiver. 
We already know that. The word strategy is it's a military phrase. It is a term that comes from the Greek strategia, meaning generalship. Synonym, it is a plan for military operations and movements during a war or battle or the deployment of troops. Saints, a soldier in battle is fully aware of who he is fighting and he knows his enemy's tactics. And you have to know your enemy too. Are you hearing me? We need to recognize that the battleground for spiritual warfare is in your heart and in your mind. Paul tells you in Colossians 2, 8, in the New Living Bible, says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Hallelujah. And as I mentioned earlier, I was beaten and blooded myself a short time ago. The strange thing was, I was never physically hit. No one ever laid a hand on me, but I felt like I had been beaten severely. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like that you've been physically beaten and bruised and blooded and nobody has ever even laid a hand on you? When you're under attack, like someone's beating up on you. Well, my pain was all on the inside. You know, sometimes we have all that pain is on the inside of us. I had received an email from someone and the words cut like a surgeon's scalpel, sharp. With every word I read, I became more bruised and blooded. And I thought, oh Lord, help me. Because I really cared about this person. I really loved this person. And I knew this person really loved me too. But they were allowed, that this person was allowing the devil and his demons to use them. He, this is how the enemy works. As you, you have to keep in mind, and we're talking about the full armor of God, it tells us in there that we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but we're wrestling with principalities in the darkness of this world. So actually, I really wasn't wrestling with this person. This per, the devil was using this person to uh, hurt me. And it, it's never the person, it's never the flesh and blood. It's always the darkness and the principalities of this world that's coming against you. So you should always keep that in mind. And I think it'll help you to be a little bit more forgiven of the person that the enemy is using. Because it, it's, we're all guilty of that. The enemy uses all of us when he can. As long as when we put our, uh, get our barriers down, the enemy's going to come in. That's why it's so important for us to walk in the, in the will of God at all times and just stay as close to our Father as we can get. Because the closer you get to Him, the less likely the enemy is going to be able to come in and attack you. But also keep in mind that the enemy is going to always try to stop you from doing God's work. At this particular time when the enemy was coming against me, I was in the middle of preparing for a three-day revival up in the mountains. And so he didn't want this, he did not want this revival to take place. He did not want the word of God to be uh, delivered to these people in the mountains. He did not want the miracles that took place in that uh, revival to happen. One person got out of a wheelchair. Another person that couldn't move her arm is now writing books. So God, the devil knows these things are going to happen and he don't want them to happen. So he's going to do whatever he can to prevent you. And, and he's going to stop you in other ways from other things. Anything he can do to distract you. And especially if you're all about God's work, he's going to do even more. I heard somebody ask me, uh, I think about a week ago, they said, well, Pastor Joe, you know, you've been teaching the word for a long time. 
They said, does the devil still bother you? You know, <laughs> the more you teach, the more you pre the more you work for the Lord, the bigger the target you become. You know, you, you're not, if you're not doing anything for the Lord or you're not doing anything, he don't have any reason to bother you. He still will. But you become a really big target. Hallelujah. But like I said, it really wasn't this person. It was the demons working through them. Satan started with this person by planting a seed in this person, and the seed began to grow. Saints, this is where Satan always begins. He begins with a seed of some sort. It could be anything, whatever he thinks that you're going to buy into, whatever button that he can push. It could be a seed of doubt, a, a seed of fear, a seed of jealousy. You know, they're all seeds. They're all deception. They're all lies. Are you hearing me? As a matter of fact, just recently, you know, this thing happened. Uh, it's kind of a personal thing, so I won't get into it just a couple of days ago. But the enemy knows what buttons to push. And that person that is pushing your button probably don't even know he pushed your button. But Satan knows he's pushing your button. He wants to cause strife. He wants to cause discord. And he's going to do it every chance he gets. And so my button got pushed. So it took me a few hours to get over it. <laughs> you know, and there again, you know that these people, they love you and you love them. But, it, you know, it, with Satan, it doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, it probably pleases him even more. You know, he'll, he'll sow one seed. Like I said, and that person accepts that one seed, then, he, then he's going to water it with a few more thoughts until it becomes full grown, and that's what happened to the person that took the seed here. You know, saints, I really couldn't even pray for a few hours. You know, sometimes we get so beaten and battered and bruised that we, we don't even know how to pray, even though we are spirit-filled, walking Christians, and we pray. Maybe we're prayer warriors, but sometimes things will happen to you that you don't even know how to pray. You don't even know where to begin, and so you just sit there, and like most of you, that's what I did. I did what the devil wanted me to do. I just sat there. And I just sat there and I hurt and I bled, trying to figure out where all this stuff was coming from, because that's what we normally do. Instead of calling on the Lord, where this is what we should be doing, calling on the Lord to help us, we're sitting there trying to figure out where did all this stuff come from? What did I do to that person? Or, or what caused that person to do that? Or why would they say that? Or why would they do that? I, I love that person. They, I did this, why I do that for Why would they do that? You're not going to get any answers because they don't even know themselves why they did it. They're probably not even aware. I don't think this person, to this day, this person's not even aware that it happened because I never let them know. No need to let everybody know everything. You know, there's a lot of people that can hurt you and usually the ones that's the closest to you. But that don't mean that you've got to have it out with them. Let God handle it. God handled it. So when he handled it, there was no need for me to carry it any further. Because that would just cause more hurt. More pain. And the devil would love that too. I, like I said, I just sat there trying to figure out where it's coming from. But all of a sudden, saints say all of a sudden. All of a sudden. The Holy Spirit began to show me what I must do. And he was showing me that I could only win this battle if I got off of Satan's territory. You got to get off of Satan's territory. Are you hearing me? His territory, saints, was having the wrong kind of thoughts. 
that's his territory. If he can get you to take those thoughts, he's making headway. I had to stop those thoughts by bringing those thoughts into captivity that he kept putting into my mind. And I had to get back on the holy ground and begin to think like Jesus. Jesus said he'd give us a Christ-like mind and you had to begin to think like him. In other words, I had to pull out my sword, pick up my sword and begin to swing it. And that's what I did. I had to speak fighting words, God's words, because that's my weapon. God's words is the only thing that's going to win any battle for you. That's the only thing that's going to win the battle of the things that we are enduring today. The things that we are uh, suffering with our government and the things around us and the government and the White House, our schools and all this stuff going on with the COVID virus. The only thing that's going to do anything is if you speak the word over it. Just as the word spoken over it, uh, anything else is said it, God's word moves. You got to work the word. The word will work. You got to work the word. Know that this universe was only created when God spoke it into existence. He spoke everything into existence. He created us into his image and into his likeness. And he expects us to imitate him. He said he wants us to imitate. He said, imitate your father. So when you imitate your father, that means you start speaking to things. You start putting up with stuff. And you begin to, you begin to bring it into captivity. You begin to speak to your mountains. You begin to speak to your situations. You begin to speak to that pain. You begin to speak to that hurt. Are you hearing me? You, you just, you're going to have to speak. God is his word. John, the Gospel of John says, In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and he is his word. He is the word. Jesus is the word. Nothing happens without the word. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's book titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. Do you need God's help perhaps like never before? In this book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, Are You Listening? I Need Help by Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation of $10 or more. Or we can send you today's message on CD free. It's our gift to you. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministry, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Or give us a call and make a tax-deductible donation with your debit or credit card. One of our friendly staff is standing by right now, ready to answer your call. Our ministry telephone number is 855-505-2297. That's toll-free at 855-505-2297. 
You can also email Pastor Joe and her team at speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a closing prayer. Father, I thank you for being our Father. And before I even begin my prayer, I want to thank you for your presence in our lives and recognize that no matter what it looks like in the natural, that you have not forgotten your children, that you're always working behind the scenes doing battle for us. I realize that as we look around, we see evil everywhere, and we acknowledge that we're in a spiritual battle, a war against the evil forces of this world, and how important it is for us to keep our God-given armor on, praise God, to know that we're soldiers of the King of Kings, and the only way that we can keep our armor on is to stay in your word and guard against messages that only tickle our ears, words that have no power. We acknowledge that Satan has filled the mouths of many prophets with a lying spirit. Father, there are so many that are thirsting and hungering for a word of encouragement. And I pray that they will seek after your truths and they will put on the armor that you have provided for them so that they can go through their battle without being affected by it. Your armor, O Lord, will protect us from Satan's fiery darts, for that is what the shield of faith does. It quenches every fiery dart that Satan throws our way so we can withstand in the evil day against all of Satan's strategies and schemes. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand against the Word the Word of God against the world.